Hey guys, welcome back to the Ads Fitness Podcast, episode two. Hope you enjoyed the first one. If so, please do me a massive favour and give me some ratings and reviews on iTunes. Um, the more that this podcast grows, the more that I see that you guys value in it, I will strive and do my best to put out some more awesome content for you. I wanted to keep the, the ball rolling, so to speak, from kind of uh, getting off to a nice start last week with some good feedback from you so far, which I really appreciate. Now, why weren't my arms grow? Please, no jokes. <laughs> um, okay, I'm not necessarily talking about mine in particular, but it's something I've heard a hell of a lot when people first come to work with me, or of course, just questions on social media. Uh, particularly with guys, very common one. We all want to have those bulging biceps, horseshoe triceps. And what can we do to help this? Because the first thing that I need to touch on is that you cannot override like the genetic element. And that's perhaps why this is such a common question as well. I, th- I think like with most guys, when we first go in the gym, the first things that we probably want to train are like chest and arms, you know, biceps in particular. Um, and, you know, if you, you're genetically blessed there, you'll probably see like some results straight away. However, if you're not, it does tend to be one of those body parts, of course, that you tend to care about and really want to see develop. And that's perhaps why, as I say, it's one of the most um, common sort of questions I do have when people do come to me with a lagging body part. They want to improve their arms. Now, I touched on the genetic element there. It's That does not mean, a bit like calves, not, not to the same extent of calves, actually. You know, your arms, you can improve to a much greater extent, extent than calves if you're not genetically blessed. But it is one of the, those are the, perhaps the two that you kind of see as the most common at the elite level where there's a disparity between, um, you know, different competitors. Some may have like this incredible biceps um, you know, and, and others that may be a lagging body part. Um, you know, no matter how sort of close the physiques are elsewhere. And of course, calves are the same as well. But when it comes to arm training, what tends to happen from my experience is that if we are struggling to see development there, or even if we're seeing development and want more of it, we tend to train them more, we tend to train them longer. Now, one of the first things I actually say to people um, or implement with them in their routine when I start working with them if they've struggled to see progress in their arms up to date is to actually stop training arms. Crazy, right? Let's just think about this. Now, your arms are muscles that you perhaps use more than any other in your body. Maybe apart from your legs to a very low intensity aspect, you know, when you're walking around. But Let's just, you know, even from when you're very young, you pick things up, you're trying to force a door open. All these little things that happen day to day, you're using your arms for constantly, constantly, constantly. So the arms are used to doing a lot of work, okay? Now, when we correlate that with training as well, think about it. If we're training our back, we're most likely going to be putting some, um, to varying degrees, which I'll come on to, but we're going to be putting some of that resistance, some of that load onto our biceps. Similarly, if we're training chest, we're going to uh, recruit some triceps and triceps again, you know, perhaps on shoulder day as well to an extent. Now, if we're then thrown in an arm day as well, let alone a very high volume arm day or doing arms a few times a week, then we're actually, you know, just increasing that load. Now, arms, as I've just touched on, arms are used to doing a lot of work. They're used to this high frequency of work where they're doing like pretty intense lifts, although it may not be, 
you know, if you're talking like on a sort of day-to-day basis, the sort of things that you do just around the house or, you know, when you're trying to pick something up, whatever it may be, you're trying to open something, you're squeezing your biceps, trying to open that Coke bottle or whatever it is. All these little things add up and the arms are used to going through a lot of work. So therefore, they can be quite a stubborn muscle to grow. But one of the things that we don't consider, therefore, is that because of that huge amount of work they go through, because of the uh, way that they get stimulated when we're training other body parts, are we not possibly doing too much? And that, guys, is why I tend to tell people stop training arms in the first uh, first instance. There's a, there's another sort of benefit to this in that if we've taken away the, the direct training to that body part, yeah, particularly if you're early on in your training career, look at the size of the arm muscle in general on anyone's physique compared to like your legs, your back, your chest. You know, we're talking quite small muscles here. So no, I, you know, I will naturally have that perception if someone's been trying to get their arms to grow and they're not seeing the results that I'm going to have a hunch that they've not tried just taking time off from training them. And the crazy thing is that when you do this, often we actually see progress in their arms whilst not training. Not always, it's not the reason for it, but that can happen. Because what's actually happening there is they're still getting stimulated on the, when you're training these other body parts, but now they've actually, they're not getting overtrained. They've actually got the recovery. The central nervous system's got an extra day of recovery as well if you're taking away arm day. So that recovery aspect, it means that there's more potential for growth. It's one of the key things of course with training where more is not always better often less is better as long as you're hitting the intensity okay so note the word intensity the the higher the intensity that you train at the greater the recovery need so in the past you may have been able to train five six days a week you may have been able to train body parts multiple frequency but do you know that when you first went in the gym you were probably bench pressing 40 kilos and now you might be bench pressing 120 140 or what have you that taps into the central nervous system putting more stress on it um a hell well a hell of a lot more stress let alone if um, that's also correlated with you having a bit more stress outside of the gym as well you know i've seen that time that you've made that progress on those other lifts you're probably um getting a bit busier in life maybe you've got a family maybe you've got your own business these other things that are going to add outside stresses we only have one central nervous system the recovery aspect is key so often then you take that break from the arm training and guess what come back with a bang take those four weeks off throw your arm day back in really really push it we're on the intensity side initially with those lifts and you will spark growth okay guys so that's suggestion number one um and the first thing to try if you're struggling to get your arms to grow and i'm saying this with the caveat that you've looked at your overall program the intensity recovery is right your mind muscle connection of course overrides everything go back and listen to episode one if you haven't already but with those things in place first thing to try stop training arms that does not mean add in another body you know fill that training day with more training of another body part it means let's have that extra day recovery let's therefore focus on the intensity of a big lifts elsewhere and then four weeks down the line even longer throw your arm training back in and you will spark growth the other thing there as well when you stop training your arms notes that they will not shrink now 
that just completely relates, of course, and backs up what I've been talking about. They don't shrink because they're getting the stimulus anyway through your lifts elsewhere, let alone, as I say, you know, potential for use and um, yeah, lifting, if you like, in daily life. Now, the, a couple of other things to consider. The first, actually, I just touched on um, with the mind-muscle connection. If you're improving your mind-muscle connection on, say, your chest training, your back training, your shoulder training, then you're actually going to be hitting the arms a little less you know if you're just max lifting on a bench press for weight then you're going to be using a lot of triceps shoulders too lats biceps even to some extent but if you're actually zoned in and just focusing on lifting the max weight you can with your chest then you're actually obviously taking some of the stimulus off the arms so in improving the mind muscle connection in other areas you can actually help your arm growth as well now the last thing there that I want to touch on is to aid the sort of lack of recruitment, if you like, in biceps in particular when you're training back. So back in particular is one where most of us, I will see, using so much biceps when we're throwing the back. All the pulling moves, the rows, of course, it's very easy to do that with your biceps. Now, if you improve the connection with your back, and I've got an article on my website about like improving your back development. So I'd go have a look at that. It's on www.ab-fit.com. Go to articles because in improving the way that you train your back and the isolation, if you like, of the back, so you're recruiting less biceps in the process, you'll actually therefore give less uh, stimulus to the biceps. So they're getting some of that extra recovery that they need and not being overtrained. One big tip on there that you will see on that article is my suggestion of using VersaGrips when training back and the reason being that you can it, it aids that focus directly on the back and you know taking out some of the recruitment of your arms because rather than having to grip with the, with your thumb you can use the VersaGrips to create like a hook so on your like sort of cable rows pull downs single arm machine rows things like this you know I wouldn't suggest it on a deadlift or a barbell row you know you may want to have your sort of thumb in the grip there but if you're implementing that on those other back moves and you're taking the thumb out of the grip you're going to recruit less biceps so there's another way there that you're going to aid your arm development by improving the training of other body parts and the last thing that I want to touch on is relating to the fact that they get used so much really really hammer them with metabolic stress so chest is a body part where I like to talk about intensity, keeping the volume lower for the main. And it does respond just about everyone very well to intensity and progressive overload. With your arms, whilst of course there is still merit to the odd big lift really hitting the intensity side, the metabolic stress component, that cell swelling mechanism of muscle growth, whereby we're getting like a lot of blood flow in there, the pump, that pain that you're feeling. You know, I actually train triceps before I do my biceps because after I've done my biceps, I, I can barely you know, bend my arms enough to be able to really hit my triceps just because of all the blood flow to the biceps. So met if you focus on the metabolic stress, whereby we're implementing sort of maybe like higher reps sometimes, like or lower rest periods to create more volume. Talking about creating more volume, I do not mean extending the time in the gym, but when it's rather than resting like uh, 90 seconds, two minutes, because you're doing these like intense sets of six or what have you, 
focus on the the work rate focus on 45 seconds 60 seconds sometimes doing the supersets get the blood flowing into your arms uh, get your intra-workout post-workout nutrition on point and make sure that you're not overdoing it do still give that take a break from training arms from time to time and follow these tips that i've laid out in this episode guys and i have no doubt that you will uh, sort of reap the rewards by seeing the size of your arms grow Thank you very much for listening. And of course, please, as I mentioned, if you enjoyed the episode, please leave me a review and a rating. Do share as well. And I will see you next time. Hopefully, some more gold for you. Thanks, guys. Bye.